Hey, rising entrepreneurs, and welcome back to Student Entrepreneur 101. In this episode, I will be speaking with Mark Lin, founder of Slimy Honey, which is a premium slime business with gourmet slimes that look and smell like your favorite foods. In his mission to bring slime to the next level, Mark was recently featured on Shark Tank, where he secured 150K investment and mentorship with Damon John. In this episode, we will be talking about Mark's experience with Slimy Honey, how being involved in business groups on campus can help you as a student entrepreneur, the importance of enthusiasm and passion in your business pitch, and more. Mark, welcome to Student Entrepreneur 101. Please say hello and share one recent breakthrough you and your team at Slimy Honey have had. Hi, Rose. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on this interview. One recent breakthrough that we've that my team and I have had for the business is we recently just moved into our first ever warehouse. So we have been producing slimes out of our garage, but we finally expanded to our first 3,000 square foot warehouse um, kind of close to home. So that has been really exciting. And it's been a ton of fun manufacturing from a professional space. Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations on that big win. You know, that's also exciting. And, you know, it's part of part of the growth process, part of the scaling process. And, you know, I can't wait to see what's next for you and your team. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. Great. Well, to start a conversation today, why don't we talk about the inspiration behind Slimy Honey? You know, how did all be, how did it all begin and what was going on at the time? Yeah, so I started my business in 2020 kind of in the springtime and what really motivated me to start a business was our COVID kind of shut the whole world down. And my school went to online form and I had a ton of extra free time. And I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw a ton of entrepreneurs um, sharing their business stories and sharing how COVID has impacted them. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. And I wanted to try some form some form of entrepreneurship. And with the pandemic, there was causing a lot of stress and anxiety within the world and within my community. So I thought of ways to kind of try to help alleviate some of the stress. And I thought back to my old childhood hobby of making slime. And slime has this quality where it's like, it's ASMR, and it's fun to listen to, and it's fun to play and stretch with, and it's really calming. So I thought that that would be a perfect opportunity, um, given COVID, to make a business out of. So I started my own slime company without really any expectations or ideas of what I was going to do. And I just followed my my inspiration which was TikTok and I started my own TikTok account and kind of started posting my slimes and I started a shop and it gained a lot of popularity um so that's kind of the origin of how I started my business and I had never expected it to get me where I am today um but it's been such a good experience and such a good learning experience and that's yeah that's kind of where I started (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an amazing story. And, you know, the lockdown, the pandemic, that was a hard time for everyone. So for you to be able to take that time and just create something amazing out of this, you know, that situation, that circumstance to really give back to people and, you know, provide some like comfort and, you know, just like form a play in a time of like severe stress. That's amazing. And yeah, yeah lucky for, so for yeah, of course. And you know, lucky for all of us that you did. That's just a perfect example of how you can take something that you love to do on the side, like a side hustle, like a like a passion that you have, and be able to create a business out of it. Yeah, part of it was 
um, just taking a hobby that I had and turning it into a business. And um, part of like what I want to do now as an entrepreneur is inspire people to do the same, like no matter what age you are, because I was a sophomore in high school when I started it. And I just wanted to kind of show people that like, it doesn't matter what age you are, it's never too early or too late to like follow your passions. So that's been one of my goals is to inspire the youth to try to take matters into their own hands too. And you know, you said you started when you were in high school. So oh. did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, so I I honestly had no idea. Being an entrepreneur never even crossed my mind. I was more focused on like math or like the STEM, quote unquote, STEM route. So when I started my business, I had no idea that that would be something I was so passionate about and so like um, good at. So that was actually one of the blessings that came from starting my company is I discovered a passion that I hadn't previously had. And I think that the experience um, was just a good way to kind of, or experiencing things is a good way to assess like whether you have interest in it or not. Um, so that's, I did not know I wanted to be an entrepreneur before I started my business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. as some of our listeners might know, um, you know, aside from being an amazing entrepreneur, you are a UCLA <laughs> student and you were yes. both on the board for Brood Entrepreneurs. Yes. So let's talk about that student work-life balance. What has your experience been like balancing the responsibilities of being a student and a business owner? Yeah. So in high school, when I went to, yeah, when I went to high school, it was really difficult to kind of find the balance, especially because high school is so structured in a way that it was like seven to three is high school time plus sports and extracurriculars after, and then business comes after that. Um, so it was, I kind of had to find my balance in high school and the transition from high school to college, I feel like actually made it easier to run my business. Um, because even though I am living on the dorm and I'm um, experiencing the college experience, I'm also able to just, I live a short 20 to 30 minutes away from school. So I just drive back whenever I need to take care of something. And now that we have a warehouse, I've been able to employ a lot more people to help me out with the process. So I have a lot of hands on deck helping me run my business while I'm at school. So it's actually been a really good balance. And I'm really happy that I'm able to continue with my passion while also getting like the, the college experience. Yeah, absolutely. And continuing this conversation about, uh, you know, being a college student and also a business owner, you know, how has college life, UCLA resources, UCLA orgs, and, you know, the, the, the entire network, in what ways have you found UCLA and college in general to help you on your journey? Yeah, so I joined BE, um, the board, and um, just networking with people in general, it's been, there are a lot of things that I didn't know about business that people from other experiences do know. Um, I more so focused on like entrepreneurship and just making slimes and especially on TikTok with the marketing aspect, but I didn't really have any clue on like software side or like product development or um, like branding and things like that. So being in business clubs and learning from other students who have had experience in those different fields, I think that it's been really um, educational for me. And I've learned a lot more, not just about like my specific targets of my business, but just business as a whole. And in terms of like um, just different fields, I've been able to just expand my knowledge and also apply the things that I've learned to my own business um, so I've met a few software developers who work on websites and they've been teaching me how to like rebrand. So I have been working on fixing my website and it's just, I've seen a lot of good 
improvements happening to my business because of the things I'm learning from the student body. Um, so that's, it's really nice to have people from different backgrounds also teach you from their experiences and also being able to share like my experiences like I am doing now. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that is such a perfect lived example of networking and really yeah. taking advantage of, you know, the resources available to you. Um, yeah. And just, just learning new things like that continuous learning journey, especially as a business yeah. owner. Yeah. yeah, networking has been so great at UCLA, especially at UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, what are some practices or things you do weekly, daily um, that help keep you grounded in this whole balance of being a student and a business owner? Yeah. So I actually, okay, I always start my, I typically like to start my mornings at 5 30 a.m. and then I go to the gym in the morning. Um, so that has been something that's fun getting a head start and like an early start to my day. Um, I also like to play tennis. So I do a lot of tennis for like self-care and just like um, to get my mind off of school and business and like all things related to work. Um, so I found that really therapeutic. Um, also the slime itself, like even though it's my business and my work, I really enjoy playing with it. Just like it's such an experience. And oh, I like to sit down and play with my slimes as part of my self-care ritual too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's great. You know, early start to the day. That's a great way to just yeah. build in time for yourself. And also, yeah. hey, that's how you know your product works, right? Like, I mean, that's how most people start out, right? Using their product for themselves, but then also end, yeah. end up like building your own like greater customer base. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And when it comes to slime, there's there's a lot of products and like a lot of different products out there. Um, yeah. And, you know, so let's talk about your experience, you know, entering the specific market. You know, what steps did you take to find like your niche and become competitive in the slime business? Yeah. So actually, I kind of hopped onto the slime trend in middle school um, when everyone was playing with slime. Everyone was posting those slime videos on Instagram. I kind of already knew kind of what was up in the slime sphere. So when I came back in my high school career, um, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do and kind of like what my niche market would be. Um, but I've also learned a lot from the other slime competitors in the space. Um, I feel like a lot of times in business, it's kind of like, oh, they're seen as like competition or like, but you can actually learn a lot and adjust yourself to like fit things you've learned from them. So my brand has been food related slimes. But in middle school, it was just kind of slime. And a lot of my competitors elevated slime. And so I continue to elevate it even further, which is kind of how I found my niche specific market. So on TikTok, I just post my food related slimes. And also I think me and my story as a teen entrepreneur, I think that that has also um, created this market of like, not just a slime business, but like also an entrepreneurship and like a learning a business learning channel. So that's kind of like my niche specific market. A lot of my competitors um, aren't doing the same. Um, so that's kind of how I've distinguished myself is like have an elevated, uh, even el more elevated product than my competitors while also like trying to teach the youth. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. speaking of, you know, passing on the knowledge you've gained like in your own business, you know, what advice do you have for others when it comes to establishing and finding their own niche for their businesses? Yeah, so I think that within any niche, there are, or a lot of niches are really saturated, um, but you need to find something that's not 
totally different, but also be able to distinguish yourself from the others. And so what I've done within the slime niche, there's millions of slime accounts that are doing slime. Um, but what I've done is I've elevated the slime and also sharing like who you are, because people want to buy products from companies they like, from people they like. Um, so really get to, getting to know your customer base and connecting with your audience on social media has been such a vital asset for me and my business. Um, because especially with slime, it's kind of, while my slimes are more elevated, you know, there's other people making slime. So at the end of the day, it's like, who do they want to support and who do they want to purchase from? And it's like connecting with your audience is so important in a business. So like showing your face, going on live stream, talking to your audience, it's, that is the number one business tool that I would give to anyone is just to connect with your customers because that is the most important thing, like to sell the product. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. you, you said it perfectly, like finding, engaging with your audience, whether that's through social media or other yeah. marketing platforms, and then really just zeroing in on that, like target market and that yeah. market fit, like where you are um, yeah. and meeting them where they're at. So that's perfect. And, you know, that kind of leads me into, you know, you like one thing I love about Slimy Honey is that you never seem to run out of ideas for, <laughs> you know, the new slime drops that you do every week. And so, you know, yeah. how do you how do you keep coming up with fresh content? Like what's the strategy here? And, you know, how does this tie into your knowledge about who your audience is? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I've kind of when creating my slimes at the early stages of my company, I've tried all different sorts of sorts of SKUs. Um, but the things that I found most that the products in my shop that were most popular were food themed slimes, like my whole brand, like most of the slimes in my shop are food themed. So my inspiration for new slimes really comes from anywhere. It's like, what did I eat for dessert yesterday? And like, can I turn that into a slime? Or like, what scent is my manufacturer offering this week? And like, if it's like one week, they released a funnel cake scent. So I purchased that and made a funnel cake slime. Um, so, and a lot of times people in my, in like my parents or my friends and, you know, people in my life give me a lot of inspiration and ideas that they're like, oh, you should try like a lemon slime or like a lavender or like this would be cool. So I'm drawing a lot of inspiration from different sources, um, which kind of like every week I sit down and I'm like, okay, what slimes am I going to release this week? Like, how am I going to execute it? What textures fit it best? Um, so it's really helped with my creativity a lot. And um yeah, that's kind of, it's it's hard to run out of ideas when there's a lot of people feeding them to you and when you're eating constantly every single day and your product is food. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's perfect, you know, when it comes to keeping that creative edge as a business yeah. owner, drawing on your everyday life experiences and then, you know, yeah. just really, yeah, just drawing yeah. on everyday life, you know, continuing that conversation about social media and TikTok and Instagram and, you know, just being oh. able to showcase all your amazing products. Let's talk marketing. I, I know you've touched on, you know, finding your audience specifically on, you know, social media going live, you know, doing yeah. things to increase engagement. You know, how did you, you know, create your marketing strategy for Slimy Honey? And, you know, what do you think is the most, most important thing to do when it comes to successfully marketing a product? Yeah. So the way I've kind of curated my marketing strategy is I draw, drew a lot of inspiration from like trends that are going on in real life or like viral audios or viral like kind of videos. I draw inspiration from from those and I kind of curate that to like my specific niche. Um, so one of my most popular videos was it was like we have 
McDonald's at home or like we have food at home and I just kind of created it towards slime. Um, so that hit like 6 million views. And I was like, okay, these are, this is what the consumers want is like these, these viral trends curated to slime. Um, so your video hit 6 million views. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of, a lot of the times I just kind of, people kind of find slime interesting because it was kind of a thing of the past, but also kind of a thing of like now. Um, so it's kind of like interesting for people to see like slime is still a thing. Um, so I'll post myself making slime and it's like gaining all these views and people are like, whoa, slime is still a thing. And it's like elevated now. It's like different from what it was before. So I've mm -hmm. kind of changed the direction of slime, I guess. Um, but what I've done is I typically post three to four times a week and then I drop slimes on Saturdays um, at 11 a.m. with a restock video. Um, so a lot of the videos that I create are kind of just stories that I'm telling my consumers or like they'll ask me questions and I'll answer. Um, so it's just kind of me in directly interacting with my followers um, or sharing stories of like what it's like being a business owner or posting like a day in my life. Um, just kind of videos like those and videos like those where it shares like my personality while also showing the product I create. Um, so I think that's how I've built such a large audience on TikTok is because they're not only interacting with the product, but also the person. Um, so my marketing strategy has mostly just been like, sell yourself just as much as you've been selling the product. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I've heard is that, you know, you are your biggest brand ambassador for your yeah, business. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for everyone listening, I hope you're taking notes because if anyone knows how to you know, expand engagement and reach on social media for their business. It's Mark. So that's amazing. <laughs> wow. I still can't like 6 million views on that one video. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I think our most viral hit has 9 million views. So wow. okay, yeah. guys, you're listening to the pro you're listening to the real deal. Here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's also amazing. And you know, the magnitude that you've been able to grow Slimy Honey to scaling and reaching the success that you've achieved so far, you know, it, it takes investment. It takes money. So let's talk money. You know, you were recently on Shark Tank where you pitched yeah. Slimy Honey to to the sharks. And so at what point did in your journey did you decide you wanted to raise funding for Slimy Honey? And how did that eventually lead you to Shark Tank? Yeah, so I have grown up watching Shark Tank. I think every single entrepreneur, every single person in the business sphere is like, Shark Tank is their show. So from the very beginning, before I even knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I was like, I want to go on Shark Tank someday. <laughs> so when I had my own business, I was like, wait, this is the perfect opportunity. And also, um, you know, I joined Shark Tank not so much for the investment, but more so for the mentorship and for the opportunities that Shark Tank brings to the table. Um, when I went in, I asked for one fifty thousand in exchange for ten percent, and my ultimate deal with was with Damon John, and it was with one fifty thousand dollars for twenty percent, which was a little more equity than I was hoping to uh, to give up. But at the end of the day, I came into Shark Tank hoping for a mentor, hoping for someone to kind of teach me the ropes of business because I was still so new to it, and these are like the pros. Um, so when I started my business, and I sometimes found myself at a dead end. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I would do in this situation because I've never had to experience a situation before. Um, I thought, oh, 
you know, having someone I could go to to talk to and like them knowing what to do would be really helpful for me. And I think just the growth of my company. So that um, problem kind of combining with my childhood dream of being on Shark Tank was kind of what led me to apply to Shark Tank. And it's funny. It's a funny story because I applied twice and then I I didn't hear back from any producers. And then the third time I applied and then I posted a TikTok video and then that TikTok video got like a million views. So then the producers reached out to me and they were like, okay, we would love to have you on our show. Um, So that's kind of how I got into Shark Tank. Yeah, Yeah. that's amazing. And that is a perfect example of, you know, apply, apply, apply. If you yeah, don't, just keep trying. Just, yeah, keep trying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you set your mind to something, you will accomplish it. So yes, that's amazing. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And thinking to your experience, you know, when you were in front of the sharks, you know, yeah. what components do you think make up a successful pitch? Oh yeah. Okay. So Shark Tank was actually the first time I had ever pitched like any sort of product. Um so that oh, was, wow. a, yeah, that was a really nerve wracking experience and especially a nerve wracking first experience pitching in front of the Shark Tank panel. Um, and, you know, compared to people that have been in the industry, like this guy before me had been working on his business for 30 something years and I had just been working on mine for two. Um, and it's just, I think that the components of a success- successful pitch is just your determination to succeed and also how much you believe in yourself and your company. Because I hadn't pitched before. I didn't really know anything about pitching, but what Damon said really sold him was my charisma and my passion for the business and how I knew everything about the business because I've been spending time and day on it. So at the end of the day, the pitch is so important, but so is like your passion for the business. So I would say if you're pitching especially for the first time, have a lot of enthusiasm and show your true self um, because that really communicates to the investors and they want, investors always say they want to invest in the person more than the product. So if you, they're investing in someone that's really passionate and determined to succeed and, you know, believes in their themselves and their business, that's really going to come across. And that is what's going to lead to a successful pitch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Believing in yourself and because that's, you know, that's what they see. And and that's yeah, most important sure. when it comes down to it. You can you yeah. can have a business idea, but the people and the team is what really makes it happen. And yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. And well, know your numbers for sure. <laughs> yes. Know your numbers. Yeah. For sure. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely right. That's amazing. Well, thank you. And that's such a that's such an amazing experience. That was your first time pitching. And yeah, that worked out really well for you. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, let's talk a little bit about, you know, earlier you mentioned you've scaled from working in your out of your garage to working in your very own warehouse. And you know that's so exciting because it's a perfect example of, you know, scaling your business, scaling your operations. Um, and you know, like what what is that process like? Like at what point did you decide, yeah, it's time to move out. We need our own place. And, you know, what challenges did you maybe face? Yeah. So we started operating in our house's storage room. It was like literally so tiny, like smaller than my dorm room. And then once we grew out of that, we moved into the garage and that was much bigger. Um, and we had just kind of been operating in there. Business had been pretty good and it was continuing to rise, but not to the point where it was like unmanageable in there. Um, But after 
or, or before Shark Tank, we had already started looking into warehouses, but it wasn't a super pressing problem because we were still able to hold the like at we we're still able to hold business at our current capacity. Um, but once Shark Tank aired, I mean, it was insane. Like the amount of orders that we got from that one night. I think for two weeks after that, I was up at 8 a.m. working from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. with like maybe a lunch break and that's it. And then going to bed at 11 and repeating for two whole weeks straight. <laughs> it was so exhausting. Like I had never experienced something like that before. And after that, my family and I were like, yeah, this, there's no way that we can continue operations at this um, in this small space. So at that point, we were like, a warehouse needs to happen. It needs to happen right now. Yeah. Um, so kind of we had been looking through the market um i think that the biggest challenge when we were searching for warehouses is actually finding a space because um the spaces in the los angeles area were so hard to find especially for this uh space specifically for slime which is not a super popular product we had been um asking and asking and people were just like oh we don't really get the business like um, we don't want it to make a mess and this and that. So I think that was the biggest challenge is finding a landlord that will actually accept us. Um, but we eventually found our perfect warehouse and I cannot be more happy to get out of that garage and have a more balanced lifestyle um, in our warehouse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what advice would you give to other students out there, the rising entrepreneurs that want to find a warehouse for you know their own businesses? Yeah, so I was a part of the warehouse process, but I wasn't a huge part of the warehouse process just because it's a lot of um, things that I don't really know about. So my parents mostly took care of it. Um, I would say if you're looking for a warehouse, just keep looking because we had searched for like two months before we eventually found our perfect space. And even if the first tenant, like, I mean, the first landlord doesn't, it doesn't go through, I mean, I feel like everything happens for a reason and you'll eventually find your perfect space because we were about to sign a lease with another warehouse and then it just fell through. Um, and this warehouse is actually much better for us now. So I think that everything happens for a reason and don't be discouraged if, you know, the first one doesn't work out because there's plenty of options, you know, waiting for you and your perfect space will come eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's so amazing. Mark, thank you. You have shared so many great, you know, insights and experiences that you've had um really just i mean just so many great pearls of wisdom for everyone listening to our conversation today and you know thinking back to everything that you've accomplished so far you know what would you say is your vision um for the future you know how do you see uh how do you see yourself continuing to grow slimy honey uh, your audience your customer base your team and and the brand yeah. Yeah, so after Shark Tank and getting the deal with Damon, I mean, the the opportunities are endless from Shark Tank. Um, so right now we're trying to get licensing deals and we're trying to expand into retail. Um, we're trying to hire a marketing team, which is really exciting. So I don't have to make all the videos myself. Um, but I think that just overall, we're just continuing to expand. And eventually someday I would like to see Slimy Honey in retail stores. I think that's probably like the biggest life goal that I have right now is just seeing something that I created for my house's storage room, like in a big brand store, that would be crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah, just continuing to grow the business, growing my audience and hopefully connecting with more people. Um, but overall, just a great experience and I can't wait to see like where it will lead to eventually. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I have to ask, you know, how is that working with Damon, working with a shark? What is that like? Yeah, it's it's so cool. Um, I mostly contact his team um, with, with questions, but occasionally we will hop on a, you know, a Zoom call or he'll ask for updates. And um, he even took me out to breakfast one time, which was really cool. That's amazing. <laughs> um, but it's just, yeah, it's a ton of, it's, it's really nice to have someone to lean on, especially when I don't know what to do. And I'll just be like, oh, shoot, like, I don't know what to do. Contact Damon. And they respond really quickly, too. So they're very hands on with the business. Um, no complaints here. It's amazing working with a shark. And um, it's, it's just really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's so amazing. And I'm just so excited for you and everything you've done. And, you know, oh, everything you. that's, yeah, every every amazing thing that you're going to accomplish next. I'm so looking forward yeah. to seeing all of it. And yeah, well, <laughs> for students who were really inspired by our conversation today, where can they go to learn more about you and the amazing work you're doing at Slimy Honey? Yeah, so I share a lot of um, my personal life and a lot of things that I've learned on my TikTok. So just watching my TikTok videos, I feel like is educational. Um, also, for a lot of people at UCLA, very approachable. I'm totally open <laughs> to talking anytime. You can just shoot me an email on my business email. I'll I respond to most of them. So um, yeah, we could set up a time to talk or approach me on campus. Um, but yeah, a lot of information on my TikTok or you directly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And all of those handles and links will be shared in the episode description. So be sure to check that out. And yes, Mark is the best, guys. So if you ever oh, see him, feel free to you, say <laughs> <laughs> So thank you so much, Mark. And before we before we go, what is one final word of advice that you have? Uh, to our listeners who are really inspired by what you do and hope to start their own businesses one day? Yeah, honestly, I would just say, don't wait for one day to start your own business. Just start it now. I mean, it's never too early or too late to start research or, you know, trying out different products or, you know, discovering your passion. Um, yeah, just don't wait for one day. Start now. That's what yeah. that would be the advice. <laughs> there you go. Start now. All yeah. right, Mark. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I wish you the best of luck with Slimy Honey. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Rose. It was so much fun. And that's the end of this episode with Student Entrepreneur 101. Today, we learned the story behind Slimy Honey and listened to Mark share valuable insights to the entrepreneurial process. What did you learn from Mark in this week's episode? What are your top three takeaways? Make sure to head over to at student entrepreneur 101 podcast on Instagram and share your thoughts in the comment section for this episode. Do you want to help someone you know jumpstart their entrepreneurial journey? Then share this episode with them. All right, guys, stay tuned for the next episode because I have even more stories, insights and value to share with you coming soon. <laughs>